So let's review. The Mishnah presented a case where there's a machlekes shteyevamis. If two brothers, Reuben and Shimon, were married to two women, Reuben was married to Rachel and Shimon was married to Leah. Zui meres meizbali, vezui meres meizbali. And Rachel says Reuben died, and Leah says Shimon died. The din is that since a woman is believed to say her husband died, in regards to allow her to remarry, but not in regards to anything else. Therefore, zu asur shel zu, Rachel is asur l'shuk, since we don't have edus that Shimon died, so she is a kukuliyavim, and Leah is asur l'shuk, since we don't have any edus that Reuven died, so she is a kukuliyavim. Nisyamu, if Reuven and Shimon had two other brothers, Levi Yehuda, and Levi was miyam Rachel, and Yehuda was miyam Leah, umesu had yivamin, and then Levi Yehuda died without children. The Tanakhama says, Asurus lehinase. Rachel and Leah go back to being Asur because of their original problem that we don't have Aedis that Reuben and Shimon died. Vigmar asks, Boy Rava, my time with Rebelaza. Is it Mishim Dixavit Sarmi Idulachaverta? He holds that a brother's wife is a Kashal Aedis, and therefore he will hold that even Lainis Yamu, they are Mutaris Lashok, Oidama. A woman would not do such a severe aver to harm her tsara, and there were specifically in the sefer where Nisyamu that each tsara married the yavam, which shows that she was saying the truth. Do we say mutaras l'shuk? The Gemara attempts to answer this inquiry. Toshema says in our Mishnah, If we say that it's because dehile mekalkel nafsha. That's why only if they got married they become mutaris l'shuk. But if we say it's because tsar me'idl chaverta, then they should be mutar even if the other tsar doesn't get married. Figma rejects this proof. We can say that Rebelaza holds tsar me'idl chaverta. And he was only saying to the Rabbanon that even according to you, in this case, they should be mutaris l'shuk. Since the hila me'kalkal nafsha. And the Rabbanon hold that tamas nafshi and palishtim hudakavda. The Gemara presents another attempt to resolve this inquiry and rejects it as well. The Gemara proceeds to the next Mishnah. Zakta Mishnah. Edim are not allowed to testify that a husband died unless they see his face with his nose. Even though they saw Simonim on his body and clothing. As the Gemara brings the Pasig that indicates that a person is only recognized by his face. Hakaras Pneim Ansabam. The Mishnah continues, Edom are only allowed to testify after the person actually died. Even if the person is suffering from a deadly wound, hanging from the gallows, or being eaten by a wild animal. The Mishnah concludes, Edom are only allowed to testify if they saw the dead man within three days of his death. Not all people, places, and times are the same, and therefore we cannot apply the three-day time frame in all cases. The Gemara begins by presenting a brisa: Padachas v'le parts of panim, parts of panim v'le padachas ein meiden. It's necessary to have both the forehead and form of a face in addition to the chaytim. The Mishnah said that Eden may not testify from simanim begufo v'kelim. The Gemara presents two opinions on this: Abai v'Rava. Abai holds that this matter is a machlekes. The Tanya, Eme Eden al Hashuma. Eden may not testify based on a mole on a dead man's body. 
Rava argues with this. The Gemara presents two ways of understanding the opinion of Rava. Everybody agrees that Simon Dei Raisa. And regarding our mission that says, It means, They saw that the body was tall or short, which is not a simon at all. Either we can say, Even if they have a simon, we are concerned that maybe they are borrowed from another person. Or we can say, they saw the color of the clothes, which is not a simon at all. And the reason Rabbi Loza ben Ma'avoy holds that a mole isn't a simon is either because he holds shuma mitsui b'ben giloi, other may have the same mole, and therefore it's not a simon at all, or shuma asui lishtan is a mole will change appearances after a person dies, and therefore it's not a simon at all. Everybody agrees that simonim lav doiraisa, and therefore our Mishnah says, However, our Mishnah agrees that Edom may identify a body based on certain very strong simonim, called a simon muvuk. And the machleks between the Chacham and Rebbe Lezbam is whether a mole is a simon muvuk or not. The Gemara proceeds to discuss another part of the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, Ein Even if the person has a deadly wound because he can recover and live. But it says in another Mishnah that a Maguid cannot recover and live. The Gemara presents two answers to this from Abayi Barabba. Abayi says, Loikasha, Our Mishnah follows Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar, who says that a Maguid can recover and live. And the other Mishnah follows the Rabban, who says that a Maguid cannot recover and live. Rava says, The Sakin Mulubenes of the Our Mishnah is referring to a case where the person was wounded with a superheated knife which actually helps in his recovery, and therefore everybody holds that he can recover and live. The Gemara proceeds to discuss the next part of the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, The Gemara says, I'm the Mishmul. We only say that Eidim may not testify if they saw But Eidim may testify if they saw Another teaching from Rebbe Yudim Shmuel, Shochet by Shnaim or Yerayim Shnaim Ubarach Meidin, since although Chayu still Seifolamus, the Gemara challenges this. Tanya, Shochet Shnaim or Yerayim Shnaim Hareze in a Goyla, if Seifolamus, then the person should be Chayav Golas. The Gemara answers, he will for sure die, but the person doesn't go to Golas since Chayshin and Shema Ruach Babalasei, Inami Shema Ihu Kirv Meisasei. 